Hello, you're listening to America by Ear. My name is Brooks. And I'm Hannah. Uh, we are students from History 380, and today we are going to be talking about protest songs. Uh, these songs have to do with unpopular government policy, whether they're domestic or foreign. Uh, our first song is from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. It's called Ohio. We chose this song, Ohio, um, because it's about the Kent State Massacre. Um, the students on the college campuses were protesting the Vietnam War because it had been going on for a while. And um, the National Guard was called in, and uh, four students were killed, and about 19 were injured. And the interesting part about the representation of that massacre was actually that the media sided with the protesters and the students by... They only showed pictures of the students that were killed, not any of the soldiers or how they were injured, and the cover of Time magazine 
was a student that had been killed. They only showed interviews with family members and other students that had been there. So it was uh, it was honestly a very big representation of how the media and the rest of the country was obviously seeing the Vietnam War at that time. Uh, Nixon, he got a lot of backlash for this, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because he was the one that called in the National Guard to put down the protests. And uh, apparently... If I'm not mistaken, the governor actually should have received more flack from the uh, incident than Nixon because they had not been nationalized, the Guard, at that point. Yeah, I don't know. When I was researching it, it, it didn't talk much about that. It was more like they were very hateful towards mm-hmm. the National Guard and the government in general. Right. But it's possible. And this was at a low point already for the Vietnam War protests. Mm-hmm. This was becoming a very unpopular war. Uh, the protests were spreading throughout the country. More and more people were being drafted into this unpopular war. And uh, Nixon was already in uh, another country right next to Vietnam, and it was just a mess all around. Uh, definitely. And that's why it was such a big deal when all these people were killed by American soldiers on American soil. It was such a big uproar. Yes. Uh, so... During the late 60s, I think one of the bands that everyone was wanting to hear from but was remaining absolutely silent on all of these issues was the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And at this time, they were actually in this uh, meditative process in India. Uh, Yeah, I read about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And John Lennon, he was was done. He was done being quiet, and he said, we've got to talk about this. We've We've got something to say. We've been quiet. Let's 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 talk about it. And they wrote a song called Revolution.
was Revolution by the Beatles. Uh, when that song first came out, it was not actually very well received by either liberals or conservatives, conservatives for obvious reasons, liberals for uh, certain lyrics in the song. And uh, Lennon talking about how, well, if you want a revolution, you can count me out because he was, at this point in time in his life, all about peace, you know, being a, a very uh, well-rounded, spiritual individual. He wanted peaceful means to an end to all the social unrest. Yeah. I read uh, an article about an interview with Yoko Ono after Lennon died, and it was about how when he was writing the song, he was thinking, you have to have peace or you have to use peace to get more peace. Mm-hmm. And so he going against what everyone else was doing with the protesting was right. i could see how that could be like everyone was like no absolutely like. <laughs> it even caused unrest amongst the beatles this is version two of several oh, wow. of revolution there was a softer version then they went with this more aggressive tone and this one was i think the one that became a little bit more popular as people tried to figure out how it fit into their lives at this point in time with all the uh the protests going on I think it's interesting because I've definitely heard the song on the radio before, and I know lots of people have because, you know, Beatles are a very popular band. But I think if you don't read the lyrics or if you don't know the background behind it or the fact that it was about the Vietnam War, you wouldn't, oh, yeah. like, yeah. you wouldn't think about it. Yeah. There's there's a lot of songs that you, you hear, especially when you're younger, and you just like the tune. The, the sound of it really attracts you. It gets stuck in your head. But when you, you know, look at the history behind it, when it was released, it, it just kind of like, oh, wow, this is a lot deeper than I actually realized. Definitely, and I think that's a lot of the songs that we're playing today are yeah. going to be like that. Like uh, watching TV here from uh, Roger Waters. Yeah, which is our next song. This song is actually about um, the Tiananmen Square massacre that happened in uh, China during the 80s, late 80s, and mm-hmm. it was students were actually protesting during that time, too, pro- protesting the government and the treatment of the college students, and um, they were protesting in this Tiananmen Square, and the CNN cameras were there because a foreign dig- dignitary was supposed to be visiting, and they actually called in the National Guard and started bombing the square, and they brought out tanks and ran over a lot of the protesters, and it was a big deal because it was actually all you know captured on camera for like the whole world to see. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, like, media representation. Um, I think this is important because as I was researching this, China has tried to cover up this whole thing. You can't mention Tiananmen Square massacre. You can't talk about the deaths or the protesters. They have gotten rid of all articles, all video of it. So if you're trying to find some kind of documentation of this, it's all from the cameras from other countries, which I think is really important. Yeah, there was a massive suppression of this protest. They managed to uh, flip it into some sort of political threat, uh, kind of a rebellion that was going on when that was was definitely not the case. It was a peaceful protest until Mm -hmm. they brought in the soldiers yeah which i think is interesting because we talked about how you know protests on american soil were taken exactly the opposite like we they took the protesters side and it's important about the people that died but china does not feel that way even to this day and it's crazy so the song is watching tv by roger waters Watching TV. Watching TV. 
We were watching TV. Watching TV. Chef and a dim sun dive on the Yangtze Tideway. She had shiny hair. She was the daughter of an engineer. Won't you shed a tear for my yellow rose? My yellow rose and her blood-stained clothes. She had perfect breasts. She had high hopes. She had almond eyes. She had yellow thighs. She was a student of philosophy. Won't you grieve with me for my yellow rose? Shed a tear for her blood-stained clothes.
Chiang Kai-shek came down in Formosa And they all yelled the Kumoi Shells ran across the China Sea And they turned Formosa Into a shoe factory called Taiwan And she is different from Cro-Magnon Man She's different from Anne Bolin She's different from the Rosenbergs From the unknown Jew She's different from the unknown Nicaraguan Half superstar, half victim She's a picture star Conceptual angel She is different from the dodo And from the cancabono She's different from the Aztec the Cherokee She's everybody's sister She's symbolic of a failure She's the one in 15 million who can help us to be free Because she died on TV So that was Watching TV by Roger Waters. When I was picking the song for this topic, um, I really like to focus on the last couple of lyrics, you know, one in 50 million, she can help us to be free because she died on TV because I think that really fits with the whole idea that China's suppressing this. And because it happened on TV, they, they can't deny that it actually happened to the rest of the world, even if they try to do it to their citizens. And I think that's a really important part of the yeah. song. And I think, yeah, and I think he was trying to focus on, like, we need to remember that this happened mm-hmm. when he was writing it. So I thought that was interesting. Roger, Wa- Roger Waters is actually a very interesting guy in general. He was actually the lead singer of Pink Floyd. And then he went solo, and he all of his songs are, like, super political about, like, issues. They're also a little weird. That's why that song is kind of an interesting pick. But um, so, like, you know, Pink Floyd in general has political songs. Mm. I think that's what they focused on with Brick in the Wall and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And he just went a little bit farther with his songs as a solo artist. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. And I think to have a song about Tiananmen Square by an American artist is an interesting choice yeah. and an interesting idea to keep the memory alive of those people that oh, did yeah. die on TV. You yeah, know? definitely. Uh, we do have a bit of a bonus song here. Uh, speaking of uh, keeping that memory alive uh, in activism, sort of. Uh, we have a song here called Backlash Blues by Nina Simone. Now, she got this song from a poem by Langston Hughes, who was a uh, writer and activist during the Harlem Renaissance in the early 20th century. And this song has to deal with a lot of you know, what the main theme of this podcast has been about, and that's you know, social injustice, uh, angst, uh, government uh, suppression, and just dealing with life in all these eras when you're dealing with racial inequality, social and uh, gender inequality. Uh, So I think it's a very, very uh, great song to just wrap up this podcast. Mr. Backlash, Mr. Backlash, just who do you think I am? You raise my taxes, freeze my wages, and send my son to Vietnam. Give me second-class houses and second-class schools. Do you think that all colored folks are just second-class fools, Mr. Backlash? 
Simone and I think with all four of these songs there there's definitely an underlying theme that connects them they're from different time periods they discuss different issues and even happen in different places but they're all united by the sense of uh, attacking the government through freedom of speech you know this artistic ability to just you know sum up what the populace is feeling I think it definitely connects to what we think of as our identity, identity as Americans, you know, this idea that as citizens we have that right to talk yeah. or, you know, disagree with the government and express those views in a way that is protest Absolutely. in any way and freedom of speech. Yeah. And they, they carry on. Even today they ring true. That we can relate to it. I mean, we had the recession in 2007, 8, 9, uh, we had the Occupy Wall Street. We were sick and tired once again of the uh, haves not paying their fair share, uh, the have-nots you know, having to sacrifice more and more and more, only to see the people at the top get richer and richer and richer. Yeah, and you definitely can connect that last song to the recent events with the Black Lives Matter movement, mm, and definitely. we got the Women's March on, you know, on Washington and stuff like that, that just even today we're still trying to figure out who we are and what kind of rights we want and what we're fighting for kind That's of right. thing. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, these are, are fantastic songs. Uh, give them a, a listen. Uh, uh, and this has been uh, Brooks. And I'm Hannah. And this has been uh, America by Ear. Thank you for listening. Right, thanks.